Good morning, everybody, and happy Sunday. It's Natasha here. I am uh, recording alone. Um, I want to talk about something that um, I have endured uh, over decades in my life, and that's um, dealing with a narcissist. So for those of you who don't know what a narcissist is, the actual definition of it is a person who thinks very highly of themselves. They need admiration. They actually believe that others are inferior and they lack empathy for others. Now, this is a legit definition, so it's not anything to do with, you know, what I think a narcissist is. This is a definition that I actually pulled up online. Now, they actually um, have an acronym um, that they use, uh, according to Duke Health, by Dr. Zachary Rosenthal. He's a clinical psychologist from Duke Health. And the acronym he used is Special Me. So it's S-P-E-C-I-A-L-M-E. And with that acronym, you have, for the S, Sense of Self-Importance. Preoccupation with power, beauty, or success. They're entitled. Can only be around people who are special or important. Interpersonally exploitative for their own gain. They're arrogant. They have a lack of empathy. They must be admired. And they're envious of others or believe that others are envious of them. So according to Duke Health, if someone consistently displays five of the special me traits, they meet the diagnostic criteria for the condition. Now, I have dealt with quite a few narcissistic people. I say unfortunately, but also fortunately. And why I say fortunately, because I feel that it gives me an upper hand. You know, yes, I struggled. Yes, I went through a hard time. But just like Maria and I had talked about on our podcast yesterday about stop blaming your past, I'm not going to sit here and say, or I'm not going to sit here and cry victim. I want to I come at this in a very, um, you know, in, a, in, in an educational way as best as I can. I mean, I am not a licensed therapist by any means, but... I like to say that I'm a warrior of life because I have gone through many, many things in my life. And instead of allowing it to break me down completely, I have learned a way to, you know, make it turn around uh, to benefit me. Um, And, you know, an example, you know, educating myself, knowing what things to look out for, and then um, in hopes to help other people that are going through things uh, similar to what I did. So, I'll tell you a story of a severe narcissist that I dealt with back in 2005 through 2016. I was married to someone who apparently had a lot of mental issues. Um, I didn't really see it at first. And it started with jealousy. 
you know, there was a time where I went to the mall with him and our kids and I had seen somebody that I remember from high school. You know, during Christmas time, there's a lot of people in the malls. You know, everyone's doing their Christmas shopping. So you will tend to run into a lot of people during that, you know, holiday that you haven't seen in a long time. So it was one of my friends from high school. And I said, hi. It was, you know, a simple hi wave. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. And then we pass each other by. Well, at the time, my husband became so infuriated that he accused me of fucking this guy, of wanting to be with this guy. Um, And of course, I'm trying to just keep the peace because we are in the mall with our children. And I just felt, I was so upset. I was so fucking pissed off and so hurt. But then also like at, where my mind was mentally at that time, I just really wanted to keep the peace. And I felt like, you know, how could he just jump to these conclusions? Um, and I always felt like this need to explain to him or to prove myself to him. And that right there, when you have to, when you feel the need to over-explain yourself to somebody... I can tell you right there, that's a problem, whether it's a problem within you or within them. But I mean, actually for both, it's a problem with you and with them. In a healthy relationship, if you happen to see somebody from high school, like that situation I had, you say hello, they say hello. And then maybe your, you know, significant other is going to be like, who is that? Oh, that's someone I knew from high school. Oh, okay. And then just leave it at that. Or maybe ask what's his name or how you knew him. And just fucking leave it at that. But unfortunately with this case, I had to hear about it for a few days. So going back to the day at the mall, um, my then husband and I and the kids, we eventually left because the whole way I was being cursed out. Um, called a bitch, a, a hoe, everything under the sun. And um, I remember as we're walking out to the car and I'm like, I am so upset and I'm crying and I'm angry and I'm trying to control myself because I don't want to lash out in front of the kids. But he's continuing, my then husband is continuing to talk to me like I'm a piece of shit. And I remember seeing a woman in the parking lot and I, And her face, like, I I can't get the look on her face out of my mind. She was looking at me like, you are really letting this motherfucker talk to you like this? And that is one thing that kind of, you know, it stuck with me. And I, I dealt with this man for longer than I needed to. I noticed with him that he was very jealous, very insecure. Um, But then, please excuse that noise. I'm outside again in my outside studio. So when we have planes and 
cars and motorcycles, you know, going by, you're going to hear all kinds of stuff. But going back, um, I just sat and I, t- I took a lot of that stuff. Um, I knew that it was wrong, but I convinced myself that if I love this person enough, if I'm patient with this individual, if, you know, I become the best wife, that eventually he will snap out of it. And he will see that I've always loved him. I'm with him. And, and I convinced myself that things will get better. And I am fucking telling you, they do not get better. Unless the individual is open to some type of therapy, which we did try towards the end of our relationship. We went to fucking church. Which to me, for me, is a crock of shit. Because I had, um, I went to the church and then I sat down with the pastor or whatever the hell they call them. I sat down with him with my then husband and then I sat down with him individually. And this guy's telling me, you know, a woman is supposed to succumb to her husband and... You know, there has to be some type of sacrifice. There has to be some type of compromise. Succumb? Like, that shit didn't sit right with me. And I straight up told him. If there is a God, I truly believe that God did not put me on this earth to be a fucking doormat for somebody. And at that point, I was like at the end of my rope. You know, I have been talked to like I was worth nothing and made to feel that I was always doing something wrong and that I was the cause of the issues within our relationship when it wasn't that. The problem that I had within the relationship is that I laid down and I let this man have the control that he wanted, thinking that I was going to make it better. But what I was doing was only making it worse. So I went to um, a therapist that really helped me out in a lot of things. Um, I would always go to this therapist. Uh, he was in, located in Delaware. I always go to him when things started getting rough in my life. Kind of equivalent to like having a parent, you know, a really good parent that you can talk to and confide in that could give you some good advice. That is what my therapist um, started to become for me. Because uh, again, I didn't have my dad and then my mom was, you know, just her way of thinking wasn't very helpful. Um so I go to my therapist and then I was able to somehow convince my then husband to come to this therapist with me. And after we met with my therapist, there we didn't get much out of the session at all. My then husband sat there like a fucking brick wall. He was very patronizing and... He just acted like this was a crock of shit. And for him, he he was not open at all to this because, I guess because he would be outed, you know. 
So, at a later time, you know, I had sat with my therapist and he said, listen, I cannot really give you advice. I can't tell you what to do. You kind of have to come to your own conclusions, but I'm going to off the record. I'm telling you, there is something very wrong with this man. And you would be good to leave him. And that really startled me. I was like, what the fuck? Because I I loved him, even though he was verbally abusive. You know, there was still a hopeful part of me that things were going to get better. And that if I loved him hard enough, he'll come around and he'll see what he needed to do. You know, so we could have the family that I've always wanted. Well, you know, years later, I've I I had had enough of dealing with this man, and you know th- these are very long stories, and I'm really trying to, you know, shorten them up to get the gist of it, because I know I can kind of tend to go on a tangent. But years later, I left this guy. And it was really hard. Now, when you decide to leave somebody, you have to make that decision for yourself. And if you have children, for the well-being of your children. Yes, I still loved him. But I had to dig deep within myself to know that it was not going to get better. And I had to free myself. Now, the thing with a narcissist that it hooks so many people in, whether you're, you know, your partner is a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. It will hook you in. They, they can hook you in. Do they realize that they're doing this? Maybe, maybe not. Because these are very damaged people. So, with my narcissistic husband that I just left, he would do things like send me pages and pages of text saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. At the time, I had moved to my mom's house with the kids and I was sleeping on a couch in a... Uh, love seat. I left everything behind. My kids' toys, clothes, my clothes, my shoes, my furniture, everything that I owned, I left behind. I ran out of there. And this guy would come to my mother's house if he knew I was home alone, because he pretty much knew my schedule. He was knocking on the door, talking through the door, please don't do this to our family. I love you. And you know, at the time I was a stepmom. So he had he has a son. And I was a stepmom and I loved that child. And I felt very bad for leaving that child. And I had a child with him. Which also makes it very hard to leave. And 
this individual would leave me flowers, would leave my favorite coffee. Then the next minute it was, you know, you're a fucking bitch. I hate you. I'm so happy you left. Then the next minute it was him following me. He, You know, I, I would go on base because he was in the military. So I would go on base to either drop my daughter off at daycare or whatever I was doing. And... I he would see me he would happen to see me and he'd follow me off base and there was even a time where I was at a a red light and I had called his first shirt because I already had a no contact order on this motherfucker I called his first shirt and I said he is following me right now and she's like are you serious? He has a no contact order. Yeah, that's just a piece of paper. It's not going to do anything. And as I'm on the phone with her and I'm at this red light, this motherfucker gets out of his car and knocks on my window. And he says, open up. Open the door. Put down the window. And she could hear him and she says, oh my God, is that him? I'm still on the phone with his first shirt. And I said, I told you, yes. So, and there would be times where I would, you know, kind of romanticize. Like, I remember the good times. And this is when we're split. I remember the good times. And I would be confused. I'd be like, maybe we can get back to that. I do love him still. and he's And he's very... He's, he's, he's continuing to pursue me. So this must mean that he loves me. Did he love me? I don't know. Maybe. But does it matter? No. At the end of the day, it doesn't. Because I was being mistreated. The daughter that I had with him was being mistreated. And the son that I had in my previous marriage was being verbally and physically and sexually abused by him. Now, when I say that sexually abused, this was something that came out many years later after I had left my second husband. And that's a whole nother story that, you know, I will get into at one point. But going back to the narcissist, not all narcissists, believe it or not, are bad people. They just have a fucked up sense of like mentality, whether it was how they were raised or whether something had happened to them when they were children. But I'm telling you, it is not your responsibility to fix this person. It is your responsibility to protect yourself. And if you have children, to protect your children. Narcissistic people will build you up and give you the best days and make you feel so loved and wonderful. And then they will break you the fuck down and make you feel like you cause their behavior. Like you are the root of all the problems that you guys are currently having in your relationship. 
And it is such a mind fuck. I'm telling you, it is a mind fuck. Because the individual that is being, I hate to say the word victimized, but that is being victimized by, by a narcissist, they are like, all right, I love this person and we had really good days and we can get back to those days. So I just got to hang in there. And they will make you feel fucking crazy. They will make you feel like you're the common denominator here and all the problems that you guys are having. And you will get yourself to a point where you feel like you need to over-explain. When you get to a position where you are over-explaining yourself in hopes to calm them down, to keep them from getting angry with you, to reassure them that you're not doing anything wrong. That's a serious fucking problem. And that's when you know they got you hooked. How do you deal with a narcissist then? You don't. You don't deal with them. You leave. You go get therapy. You go talk to trusted family members or friends. You get out. You are not responsible for fixing somebody. None of us is responsible for fixing anyone, whether that person's a narcissist or whether they're depressed or whether they have anger issues or whatever the case. That is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to yourself. And some may say, well, that's my husband or that's my wife and, you know, for better or for worse. But my fucking God, where do we draw the line? Where is the fucking line drawn? I don't care how much I love somebody. You have to love yourself more. Because if you don't love yourself more and you put others before you all the time, you are going to find yourself being stepped on, used, and abused. Now, when I say love yourself more, I'm not saying... I'm not saying to not care about your your partner's feelings or or not care about your children's feelings, but how can you take care of your family if you fucking cannot take care of yourself? You're pouring from an empty vessel. There is nothing to pour. There is nothing to give. So you have to Love yourself. You have to know that you deserve respect. Everyone deserves respect. So, how to deal with a narcissist? You don't fucking deal with them. You get the fuck out. If you're having a hard time, go get a therapist. Go to a trusted family member or a trusted friend. And get the fuck away. That person that is narcissist... They are going to have to come to their own conclusion. They're going to have to seek help for themselves. Now, usually, if someone is a narcissist and they are going to therapy, because maybe it's an outside source, 
that is telling them, hey, you really need to go get help or I'm leaving. But I'm telling you that shit is very rare. And for me, would I have dealt with a narcissist longer if I didn't have children? Maybe. But personally for me, what has helped me through is my kids and knowing that I wanted to provide a healthy life for them. I wanted to pave, you know, a good way for them to know this is how family should be. This is how you love yourself, you know, to know healthy boundaries. How the fuck am I going to teach my kids healthy boundaries if I can't even do it for myself? Think about that. So, again, I've said it, what, three times now. How do you deal with a narcissist? You do not. You get away. Go get yourself some help. There's going to be other podcasts, and I'm going to dig further into this. Everything that I talk about all connects. Everything. And again, I'm not a clinical uh, psychologist, clinical therapist, what, what have you. I'm a drug rehab nurse. But I am a fucking warrior of life because I have been through the depths of hell and back. And I feel it is my responsibility to now put out there into the universe what I have learned in hopes to help somebody, in hopes to make something click within your head because... It was really tough for me. And there was a lot of times that I felt lost and confused and I doubted myself a lot. But I stayed as steady as I could on the path moving forward and moving away from people like that. And again, I'll be getting into more of my story. And you'll see as you continue to listen to these podcasts that every thing ties in together. So, my friends, dealing with a narcissist, don't. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, Maria and I have a Instagram 20-something, 40-something. Feel free to message us. Leave a comment. We are here. If there's anything you guys would like us to talk about, or if you have any fucking questions, like we're a Dear Abby, I don't give a fuck. Hit us up. I'll be 43 years old in June. I'm raising three children by myself. I am very lucky and blessed because my children are happy and healthy despite the hell that we have gone through as a family. And I'm still, still fighting for my mental health. And I'm still raising my kids. And I have been working through finding a peace within me. And I'm, I feel like I'm getting there. I'm telling you, my whole perspective... Sorry about that little um, disconnect there. 
So like I was saying, please contact us if you have any questions or if you um, have any subjects that you would like uh, Maria and I to um, talk about. Again, we're on IG, Instagram, 20-something, 40-something podcast. You can also find us on Apple, 20-something, 40-something podcast. I wish you well on your journey, wherever it may bring you. And by no means feel that you cannot reach out. You are not alone. No matter where you are, you are not alone. I've been through it. There's a lot of people that have been through it. And there is another side to this. And to be able to find that peace within yourself is something that is so beautiful. So I wish you well on your journey. Again, hit us up if you have any questions. Thank you for your time and listening to Dealing with a Narcissist. All right, this is your fellow podcaster, Natasha, signing out. Peace be with you.